What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Dira Bupala and Gabby Goldberg, who are the co-founders of Hiatus. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm super fascinated with what you're working on, why you decided to start it, just kind of hold the whole kind of story up to up to kind of where you're at now. Um, so I guess to start, let's start with um, what is hiatus, and then we'll go into the origin story and then go into how it works. So I think it's easiest to start with the origin story of how we met. Uh, I'm Gabby, by the way, talking first. So Dira and I both have been active on Twitter. We're both college students. And we both independently were thinking about taking a gap year. And I saw that Dira had tweeted, as a total joke, okay, who's going to make a Slack group for all of the kids taking a gap year? And when I saw that, I knew I had to reach out because I was feeling the same way. I was looking for some kind of structure and community as I was entering my gap year. So I reached out to Dira. I sent her a DM and said, hey, I think you're kidding, but I'd love to talk with you about what this community might look like because we're both in the same boat looking for a community for gap year students. And as we talked more and more, we realized that the experiences we had had on Twitter and on social and on other social media platforms, we were only successful because we had worked so hard to build up our voices on that platform so that we were loud enough that we could be heard. And there aren't really any platforms out there that are truly content first. And it doesn't matter how many followers you have or how many likes you're getting. Um, So we were thinking, how can we create a platform where it's truly the the content that comes first and it's the content that matters and you can make meaningful connections. So Dira, when you tweeted that, when you put that out into the world, what were you expecting? And based on where you're on now, like, you know, what, what what's it kind of, what's it like from your perspective from the original tweet? Um, how, how, you, how are you thinking about how things have unfolded so far? Yeah, uh, that's a super funny story. So, I actually originally posted, where's the Slack group for all the gap year students? I'm down to build it if someone wants to join. But then within a minute, I deleted that tweet because I didn't think anybody would take it seriously and take me up on my offer. So I deleted it and just posted, where's the Slack group for all the gap year students as a joke. And Gabby responded to that. I was like, wow, that must really mean people are on the same page and that this is a really serious problem out there right now. So I'm feeling excited for my side and I'm feeling excited that Gabby and I met and that we're building this. 
definitely it, it's it just it shows the power like serendipity in a, um which really has driven i think in my view and from what i've heard san francisco and all and a lot of the serendipitous interactions like a co- like this investor in that coffee shop this founder in this accelerator whatever it's almost like in some ways it feels like twitter is is similar in, in many ways which we'll probably dive into twitter um later in the in the podcast but i guess to start um obviously this is it's early stage this is, is fa- fairly new um so let's like kind of walk like walk through or, or talk through what are you thinking of of building? What have you built so far? What are you know? What what do you want it to end up being? Can you kind of talk through how you're thinking about hiatus and you know what what it could look like, what it might look like, what it looks like now? So right now we are still building the product. Um, in general, we want to create a platform where quality ideas are filtered to the top of the feed based on how people engage with certain posts. We also want to strike a careful balance between anonymity and platform transparency. So hoping to eliminate initial bias when people create posts. Um, It's just Deer and I working on the product right now, but as of Monday of this week, we hired our first full-time engineer to start building out the product with us. And we're hoping that we'll have a V1 out with some beta testers in four to five weeks. We're also really excited about the possibility of getting rid of the follower graph, say the least. Um, If you look at Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all the content you see is based on the people you follow. But that's not what, that's not what how college works, right? You don't, you just go out and you don't decide who your dorm mates are, but you encounter different people and you see who you click with and those are who become your friends. But on social media, it's almost like we come in and we pick exactly who it is that we want to follow. So we're trying to get rid of that and say, forget about who you follow, forget about who likes your posts and just focus on the content first. So content first, identity second. And I think if we go a level higher or a level up, can you kind of walk through what is the, in theory and then in practice, are you building a, a product to repl- to replicate college for a gap year? Are you building a way to entertain, not entertain, to educate and help students meet each other, but not in college? I guess, what what is the, the product that will be built, um, I guess, in category form? Yeah, so Gabby here. In theory, we want to generally just democratize the way that thoughts and ideas are shared. In practice, it looks like a social network. And one of our goals for that is we want it to be a place where people truly want to go to hang out. They know that the content is going to be of quality and they want to spend time there and meet people through our platform. We read a cool article about how the next professional social network will look nothing like LinkedIn. And one of the metrics in that article was the next professional social network will be a place where people want to go to hang out. So we're kind of inspired by the algorithm that TikTok uses where the longer you engage on TikTok, the more your for you page or your homepage is kind of tailored to the things you like to see. And it has very little to do with the follower graph or likes or comments, but it's more about the content that you want to see and is of quality to you. So we kind of want to bring that same idea to a social network to share like half baked ideas or in the sense of college, late night dorm room thoughts. 
interesting. So it's, I know it's still early stage and it can turn into too many things, but could you, could you sum it up to in some ways like TikTok, but for specifically call it like for TikTok types, TikTok style app, but for specifically a college or college age people, is that kind of, is that kind of in the right realm? Yeah, I would say TikTok, but for written content is our goal right now. I think our beta testers would fit that young, ambitious, maybe college student profile. But in the long term, we see it more as a TikTok for written content for everybody. That's, that's awesome. Honestly, I can like see it in my head right now and how I want to use it. Because um, in some ways, I, I, I kind of want to shift the conversation slightly to the, I guess, the origin story, which is, you know, how you both met, which was Twitter. I think of Twitter, which I spend a lot of time on. And it's kind of like this fire hose of like, like, like great, walk on Twitter. Like, just like, like there's a rant, there's VC Twitter, there's tech Twitter, there's that, that. There's, there's, Twitter is just all, the, all these things. It's a little overwhelming. Um, but the power of Twitter is in the thoughts of people. And I just think there's something that you can do there. What have you both, um, you know, you said you're both active on Twitter. I'm guessing before you met, because you obviously have to be posting in order to like connect. What is Twitter? Wh- what do you think of Twitter as, um, as like a networking tool or just a tool to help advance your career in tech? And how has it helped you so far in your technology careers? Yeah, so I got on Twitter in 2015, but I just made an account and really never touched my account for another two years. Mostly this is because I didn't know the right people to follow. And at that point, I hadn't stumbled into tech Twitter. I was still in high school. I was following all the fangirls. And at that point, it wasn't that useful for me. And, but later, when I got into tech Twitter, I learned about VC and startups and YC and all, all the stuff that we all know, that we've all come to love. I've learned about that through Twitter. Uh, I found internship opportunities through Twitter, which is super cool. And, but the problem with Twitter is that it took me two to three years to even stumble into tech Twitter. And even then when I first got there, I didn't have a lot of followers. So all my ideas, like, I still think they were fairly decent back then, but nobody followed me. So it was just like me shouting out into the void. And that's essentially what we think Twitter could improve on and what we hope to do with hiatus. It's such an interesting, like, as you dive deeper into it, it, it's honestly fascinating because I've been writing on the internet about business content, what I would consider high, high quality business content since 2015. And I think people have only started to like notice that I exist. <laughs> like, I don't know, six months ago, nine months ago, ever, you know, ever since, you know, I, I, I just been have consistently working, but like you only get noticed at a certain point. And I, and I wrote this post um, and maybe two years ago called you wouldn't take advice from the next Steve Jobs, which is the idea that like you, people can have great ideas, but if they're not validated by the market, you're not going to listen. And as more people, as they get validated by what they do, you will take, take more time to listen to them. But what you're saying is like, kind of screw that, screw the follower graph. Let's just share the ideas. What are some other, I, I want to focus on what are other ideas, not necessarily what you're going to build, like, like specifically, because like, I know it's early stage, but what else could this turn into? I really love the idea of, of TikTok for ideas, specifically for college. I think the format's interesting. What else could you build? Like, what, what are other things that you're thinking about? 
or hiatus specifically? Uh, that's right. Yeah. I think in general, I'm really excited to test out some of our early hypotheses on hiatus once we can get that V1 out. And I want to see how people will engage on a platform that is emphasizing something totally new, you know, emphasizing content as opposed to all of these other vanity metrics that I'm used to. So I was having an interesting conversation with someone recently talking about how on most social media or on most social platforms, if they see something that they are really annoyed by, they just have this urge to comment and people are arguing in the comments and it becomes a place that is not enjoyable to spend your time. It can get ne really negative really fast. And on a platform like Hiatus, when engagement moves things higher up on the feed and posts with lower engagement move down the feed kind of out of your site, if you see a post that you really don't wanna support on that platform, the best thing you can do is take your hands off and not engage. So it kind of puts the power back in the hands of the user. You get control of what you want to see and we can all kind of work together to build out a platform that will support the content that we want to see, which I think is a really exciting um, opportunity. Another question that I have that is outside the realm of hiatus, but more about just like what you, what you both spend time thinking about is like, you know, you're both in tech, um, you're, you, you both spent, you know, we're thinking about ideas, you're building out hiatus right now, which is, is a very, honestly, very, I think the way that you're thinking about it is, is pretty smart and I'm interested to see how it pans out. Um, but like what other things in tech or in the world do you spend time just thinking about? It could be trends, it could be startups, it could be people that are interesting. Um, but we'll just get a peek inside both of your brains on like, what do you spend time thinking about when you're not thinking about hiatus? Yeah, I spend a lot of my time thinking about the transition from going from in real life friends to URL friends, which I think what is what Facebook and Instagram all started with. And in a remote world, it's URL to IRL, right? So if you're not making connections in person, then where are you making your first connections? Online, and how do you translate those to offline connections? which I think is super, super interesting. I've been a huge fan of like goal-based socializing. What can you do to connect people over the internet? There's no personal relationship that you've already de developed beforehand. And I think a lot of that is sharing similar interests and sharing similar content. So I think Finding those people across the internet and matching them and transitioning those relationships offline is something I've been thinking a lot about recently. Yeah, for me, I'm very interested in the general concept of equality and equity in tech. So I go to school in Silicon Valley and I am very aware and familiar with the inequalities that are very present in the tech community. Um, and that doesn't go away when you leave Silicon Valley and go onto an online platform like Twitter. So um, one example of that is I work in venture capital, which is a male dominated in industry. And so working really hard to try and be intentional about what does it mean for me to be in BC? And what does it mean to be a female founder now working with Dira? Um, and I actually just posted a piece today that I published on my Twitter account about the role that hype and exclusivity plays in launch strategies. I think exclusivity is present wherever you go in the tech community and the best thing we can do is talk about it and have that conversation so outside of hiatus that's something i'm really interested in 
I actually want to dive into that slightly more because it's something I spend um, a ton of time thinking about. I, I have this interesting perspective where you know I live in Phoenix. There's no tech stuff going on in Phoenix, but I think virtually I kind of live in San Francisco. Like I had a startup that Jason Calacanis invested in. Like I kind of like I kind of like know the game, but I also am also an outsider. So I have this like dual perspective, and I also agree this exclusivity is like just an interesting thing to think about and like come up with solutions for. I'm, I'm curious for, for either of you, like do you have any ideas on not like the solution to solve the problem? Cause it's a, it's a very deep problem, but like what are some directions you think the industry or individuals could go to help out um, with the diversity problem, exclusion, uh, exclusivity kind of culture and help make it a little more of an open ecosystem? For me, I think everybody needs to reflect on how they individually act. And so um, it's one thing to think of this as kind of a community issue, like the tech community is exclusive, but let's hone in and let's ask everyone, you know, how are you exclusive in your day-to-day -day job? And so um, I think about my boss right now, Jeff Morris at Chapter One, and he is such an incredible mentor to have, and he's so intentional and um so aware of the fact that there are these inequalities that do exist and so he recognizes on a day-to-day -day basis what can i do to you know help level the playing field for other people and so um he's a great example that sticks out to me of like he's an individual who is a part of this system but he doesn't have to you know uplift the rules that have been in place for so long you know once you're in this system you can help to change it i also think now now that i'm a woman in the tech community working in bc the more I stay in this community and talk about the issues and uplift other people who are underrepresented, the more I can help to change it over time. So I am optimistic that um, we can all make a difference. Yeah, um, so I'll kind of give you two different examples that I felt. So I go to school in Michigan, I go to the University of Michigan, and we're pretty cut off from Silicon Valley and that whole space. So on that aspect, I think, if people recognize what they did and gave back to those areas, it would really help, like Gabby said. For example, there are alumni that go out and they make it really big in Silicon Valley, but then you get so wrapped up in that environment that you almost forget what it was like when you were first starting out. So I think always having that connection back to your roots is like super important. Um, that's one specific idea. On the other hand, as a female in computer science, I think the idea of hackathons, this is something super concrete, I think the idea of hackathons is something that hurts women or underrepresented minorities because if you look at statistics, the number of women studying computer science, like a degree in computer science, has rapidly gone up, which is exciting, but they're not going to early stage startups and they're not doing fancy like side projects or anything of that sort and i think it's because of like the 24 hour no sleep rush to drink as much red bull as you can hackathon style and i think that's not necessarily the way to win right no one said hackathons are the solution to creating the next big product maybe if we spread it out over a week or something that's something that could really help women and underrepresented minorities so that's like a super specific concrete item. But yeah, I'm optimistic as well. 
thanks both for sharing that those those examples and those ideas um yeah it's something that i i I like a couple of i don't know months ago i put out like a chat like a challenge i got no no press in any capacity but like i kind of i made the commitment which has been hard but that's the point like this is an easy problem to solve like i'm trying to bring on um at 50 percent of people that come on my podcast i want them to be like not white males and it's been like pretty hard it's been like hard because of the previous way that i found guests it's just like oh like these are the channels guess 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 but it, it, that's the point right it's like not supposed to be easy and then you make the shift you change where you you, you expand to where you find people and great it's your norm and i think if more everyone did that on an individual basis um things would be a little more better a little a little more kind of further along than they are now but it's all process um and i just really appreciate you both sharing and hopefully if anyone's listening um, trying to think, you know, for yourself, like, what are you doing, right? Like, you know, the industry is a problem, but like, what are you doing to contribute? So my last question before we go into the big vision is, you know, you both are, as mentioned, you know, in tech, you're thinking about the future, you're building hiatus. Um, what are some things that you're optimistic about in the future in tech or outside of tech but you know you see the future more than i think like most people because i think in, in my view like a lot of the future starts with 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 you know younger people and it moves up all the way through the chain so i'm curious like what's exciting you about the future and, and what has you pumped about the next 10 20 30 years i think with the progress we've seen in technology over the past few years especially with the rise of things like lambda school and other programs like that i'm really excited to see how the playing field is a little bit more leveled it kind of ties into the discussion we just had but um me as i'm entering my gap year knowing the resources that are out there and the ways that i can connect and find common ground with people all over the country and all over the world i'm really excited to see um just all of the potential opportunities for people who kind of want to take a detour from the traditional route, either taking a gap year, maybe not going to college at all, maybe dropping out. Um, there are so many opportunities and there's, there's a big support network out there to take risks and try new things. So that's something I'm excited about. And to finish it out, what would you say, although it, it, it can be anything, right? Because it, it is early stage, but everyone that comes on the podcast is early stage, which is why it's my favorite question. What, what could hi- hiatus become? And look out, you know, let's say it all works, right? You, you, you make it happen. In 10 years, and 20 years, what could hi- hiatus be? What could it be doing for the world? Um, and what will it look like? Yeah, really exciting. We think without the vanity metrics and the followers and all those likes, we're hoping that a person from North Dakota or South Dakota who didn't have any previous connections would be able to hop on the platform and have her voice have equal weight as some white male in San Francisco. We're super excited about that. We're super excited about the partial anonymity and the full platform transparency. We're hoping that by partial anonymity and no followers, maybe we can start to kind of take a crack at that echo chamber issue that all existing social media platforms have. Uh, And we hope to expand on that and see where that goes in the future. Yeah, I think in a sentence, we hope that anyone, regardless of who they are or where they came from or who they know, can have a place where 
they can share their thoughts and be heard. It's a lofty vision. It'll take a lot to get there, right? You'll, you'll need some employees. You'll need tons of users, maybe investors if, you, if you're trying to go down that path. But what I can guarantee you that you will need help with is, or what you, what you need help from is help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my last question for you, how can the forward-thinking founders community help you push the vision further? Are you hiring? Are you looking for users? In what ways can the community help you know, push this forward? We want to hear feedback. We want to hear from people who have been frustrated with existing social media networks who felt like they've posted a lot and tried to put themselves out there, but they haven't gotten much response. And somebody else who's more famous always seems to get all the credit. We're hoping, we want to hear from people who are interested in a more equitable social network. We want to hear from those who have thoughts on social networks, if they, if they disagree with us. Why do you disagree with us? Um, feel free to DM us on Twitter at Dira underscore Bupala or at Gabby underscore Goldberg. Um, and we'd, we'd be super excited to chat. Cool. Well, thank you both for coming on to the podcast. I, I'm actually really excited about the idea. It, it, I think about my experience with ideas and distribution of them and there's a lot to be done there so i'm excited to watch the progress and just thanks again for coming on to the podcast and best of luck making it happen thank you so much thank you for having us